Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. All right, my friend, welcome back to this third installment in the new podcast, Walking with Archetypes, where I, founder of Reclaiming the Throne, Ivan Shellum, take you on morning walks in the Hausler region where I live and uh, reflect on life, current events, transformation, masculinity, masculine initiation, all of this within the context of the four masculine archetypes, king, warrior, magician, lover. So I just came upon this abandoned little house in the middle of the woods that I didn't know about. So excuse me as I look, I'm gonna open the door here. Completely dilapidated. And spooky. Very spooky. It's a hallway leading straight into the dark. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to have a haunted house experience at the beginning of this episode. But uh, let's continue. I'm going to today take you into viewing the world through my father's eyes. So in these first episodes, I'm basically just going to cover some background, who I am, where I come from, why I do this work. And then in a, about a week or so, some episodes from now, I'm going to start really diving into current events and really start exploring these archetypes. So I told you the story of my father in the previous episode and uh, how I became a lot like him. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, we say in Norway. I think that's an expression in English as well. So that's, that was a bit of a challenge in my life to take on board all of this conditioning from like a second world war mentality of scarcity and all of these things. So that conditioning of wanting to work to get through things, getting through hard things and serving others and doing, doing, doing that work of getting through it, it's, it's been really deeply, deeply embedded into me. Again, for better or worse. Because I can assure you, and I'm sure that you know this if you have this experience yourself, if you've grown up with the idea of the world being a place of scarcity, then of course that's not really a nice burden to, to, to carry. And uh, that's, that's a lifetime of reprogramming. And uh, grateful to say that I'm well on the way to dissolving those things. I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to have that conversation around scarcity and abundance in a later episode. My father was a European. 
It really was a European, a proud European. It was a proud Westerner. It was proud of Western civilization. And while he traveled much, I don't think he ever really, truly left the Western parts of the world. Even when he traveled to Africa, it would be South Africa and more the Western parts of South Africa. So he was a historian, a philologue, I think it's called as well. Historian and philologue. So he'd been uh, deepening his interest in, in language, German language. And it was a paradox in understanding my dad that even though he'd lived during the Nazi invasion of Norway, and, and felt the struggles of that, he was still very fascinated with German culture. There was something orderly about German culture that I think he was always drawn towards. And so he would actually travel there later on in his life while the Germans were rebuilding. It was tra he traveled there to study and he stayed there for a while. Now, being really immersed in a tradition that of course emerges out of the classical tradition of Greece and Rome, uh, it was, it was, it was very clear what kind of values that he held of rationality, of some kind of intellectual discourse, of being able to philosophize and not necessarily so much on life because he wasn't much of a life philosopher, but to philosophize on, on knowledge, on what is needed to, to, to learn. So he was very much in that classical tradition and being also then someone who didn't really find much solace in the simple pleasures in life, like just sitting down and relaxing, though he was a, a wine aficionado and started a wine club in the local village that I grew up in. and. Uh, was very knowledgeable about wine. Uh, still, he wasn't really someone who could enjoy life. I'd say that he was almost clinically stripped of the ability of joy. I could never hope to understand what it was like to grow up in the Second World War. I'm sure it was hard as hell. But that was, that was the lineage, that was the frame that I grew up in as I was being conditioned by my father. So here we are having a fairly classical, masculine, stoic outlook on life. Life is a burden, life is a cross that I must carry. I work hard and then I die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible way to program yourself. Just terrible. So in seeing the world in that way, looking at people that weren't really striving for being their best was something that he couldn't deal with. And so he would judge people who didn't work hard, 
who didn't take responsibility, who didn't utilize their God-given talents. And uh, his judgment would be absolutely dripping at times. To the point where my mother told me the other day that when I was younger and they, they would go to parties, just the two of them, he would, he would often sit at the dinner table just, just holding these long-ass monologues where he was dishing out judgment and, and resentments towards the people that weren't carrying their burden in life. And I'm like, that's not charming. And so my mother felt a lot of shame for the way that my dad didn't have any attunement to what was actually bringing joy around a dinner table, but it was dishing out the judgments. <laughs> now again, one of the things that has been absolutely instrumental in my life and in my work is to discover that there's always gold in what's being seen, even though it can on the surface look like shit. And so even though there's a lot of judgment there, what I received was a, an education in classical masculine virtues. And seeing how few of my contemporaries that received a similar education, I'm actually grateful to my dad. Even though I kind of resent him for giving me this sense of carrying life as a burden. But the, 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 the good comes with the bad in life, it seems to me. So, it is a funny thing that I have this patriarch in my, in my male lineage, and he was the son of another patriarch, but patriarchs not in the sense of being people in power. Well, he was a headmaster, so he had some power, but it was more of just being in the classical tradition of masculinity that so many of us these days, culture itself, is resentful towards. Calling it toxic, calling it oppressive, calling it this, that and the other. And I actually agree with some of that because I felt, I felt the, the painful edge of it. But here's what we're missing so often. And this is what my dad, when he saw the world through his eyes before he died, he looked at the world with great concern because he was seeing a world that was developing in the direction of young people not taking responsibility for their lives anymore. And it was a great, great grief. It left him with a heavy heart that he didn't manage to instill in, in sufficient amounts of people this good work ethic that would help them do well in life. And so there's a masculine love in that. There's a, there's a service, there's a gift. And even just talking about it now, I feel my heart open. And this is why, while my father was a complicated man that gave me quite a bit of grief, right now, I wish that more of us could see the world through his eyes realizing that we do need to pick up the load of our life, take responsibility, and then to do what we can, even though it's not always easy, even though it doesn't always bring us immense gratification, 
to do what we can to make the world a little bit better. Because that was my dad's legacy. And I will be always grateful to him for that. So as you hear this story, maybe consider just reflecting a little bit on your relationship to your own father. And maybe you didn't have this classical masculine conditioning like I received in your childhood. But looking at a bit of, of the baggage that it gave you and see through that baggage to the other side and see the gift that was actually carried in that baggage, open the bag and find the gold inside. Now, I think that would actually be a very beautiful thing for you to do. So I'll leave you with that as I walk through the woods, walking under tall spruces here now, looking up the branches are covered in snow, but they're not that heavy with snow. It still is a beautiful, beautiful time of year in these woods. Very peaceful. So I'm going to enjoy that and uh, you have yourself a great day. Tomorrow I'll be returning and I think it'll be time for me to start speaking a little bit more about the, the women that have been important in my life. And I will even bring in some reflections on magic because, believe it or not, there's magic and spell books in my family lineage, in my female mother's family. So that's also something that is quite strong in my background. So I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for coming along for another Walking with the Archetypes. This has been Ivan and uh, it's time. time to enjoy the stillness of the woods. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.